learning Daf Zayin Amid Beis. Beginning with the Mishnah, the Mishnah says, You're not allowed to sell a shul that is frequented by a rabbim to one individual. To make it, you know, one person shul. You're going to be married at Kedusha. Until now, they have minyanim there all the time. They said, Now it's going to be a makum tefillah for only one person. I guess less than a minyan, anybody. And then the Kedusha is not going to be there. That's what be married to the Rabbanan said, no, it's not a problem. Because again, if that would be a problem, then you also couldn't sell a shul from a larger city, a larger community to a smaller one, a smaller community. Because you'll have less people davening. So it didn't have Barav HaMadras Melech. The more people, the more Hadras Melech. And that would also be a Yerid of sorts. And if we're not concerned about that, then we could also be married at Bikidusha to a Yachit. So Rashi explains here, what the Chachamim are saying is, that there's no problem to be married with Kedusha because when you receive money, the Kedusha transfers to the money and there's no more Kedusha in the basic assets. So what's the difference? The truth is, Rashi says you can do other things also. We'll see in the next wish that you can't do a Davar Bazui in the basic Knesset. There's a few things you can't do, but besides that, you can do anything. So certainly you want to make it a basic Knesset for Yachid or a basic Knesset for less people, that would not be a problem. Rabbi Meir holds a note that even when you sell a basic Knesset for money and the Kedusha transfers to the money, the Kedusha remains in the basic Knesset as well. Of course, you mentioned in the Gemara before that when the Beisdin, the, the Sheva Taiveir, would be massing and sell the Shul B'mayim and Anshi'ir, so the Kedusha would be, would be pocket from the Shul, and he could do these things as well. But this mission is talking, you know, when you made a regular Mecher. And if we mentioned before in Chavav, Rashi said there that you're not allowed to, that when you sell a Shul, the Kedusha remains on the money and on the Shul, unless you do it with Sheva Taiveir B'mayim and Anshi'ir. Here Rashi learns that the Kedusha remains only on the money. But not in the shul. Rashi then, I guess, would have been explaining the Gemara according to Rabbi Meir. And here Rashi is explaining the Gemara, or the Mishnah, according to the Rabbana. So the Gemara says, Shapir Kamali Rabbana Rabbi Meir. Rabbana have a good time for Rabbi Meir. Everyone agrees you could sell a shul from a bigger community to a smaller community. So why can't they sell it to a Yachid? They're both a Yerid of a Kedusha. It must be that it's Mutter to be married to Kedusha as long as you don't do a Dabra Bazi there. So the Gemara says, no, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir's response to that is, your Katana, when you sell it from a big city to a small city. You still have a million of people. Before it was Kaddish, and now it's also Kaddish. You still have 10 people davening there. The Barmish of Kedusha are still being said. Whereas when you sell the to an individual less than a million, then Lekha Kedusha, there's no Kedusha there. No more Barmish of Kedusha, and that's a problem. Rabban and the Rabban say, well, that's true, but even if there is a concern of selling it to a Yachid, then it should also be a concern selling it from a bigger community to a smaller one, because of this idea of Barav HaMadus Melech. And if we're not concerned of the Yerida B'Kedusha of Barav HaMadus Melech, it must be that when you trans, that when you sell a shul, the Kedusha transfers to the money, and therefore you don't have to worry about the Kedusha of the shul. That's the Mechleg Yisrael and the Chachamim. Now let's go on to see the next Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Ein Mokim Yisrael Knesses Elo Al Tanai Shem Yitzu Yachziru What's the Tanai? That if they want, if the sellers want, they can get it back. In other words, Rashi explains, this is Rabbi Meir, Rashi explains that according to Rabbi Meir, like we learned in the previous Mishnah, you're not allowed to sell a shul to a, to a Yachid. You can't be married the Kedush of the shul. And now besides that, Rabbi Meir has another halacha, that you're not allowed to sell it in a way of Bizayim. And if you sell it completely, lechalutin, an absolute sale, that's a Bizayim. You should always sell it with the possibility of getting it back. Presumably, they, don't, they have money issues. They can't afford to keep on to the shul. You have to be able to sell it with uh, tonight. That if you want, you can get it back. And then it's not a bizarre. No, you can sell it forever. 
You don't have to make the Tanai. We said before, the Kedusha does not remain on the Shul. Nonetheless, there's four things that even though the Kedusha does not remain on the Shul, there's four things he can't do. He can't tell the Merchatz to be used as a bathhouse, a bursik, to be used as a tannery, the Tevila to be used as a mikvah, the Beisamayim to be used either for doing laundry or for uh, urinating. Yehuda Omer, he says, no, you can sell it for a chatzar. Meaning, don't sell it for one of these four purposes explicitly. You sell it as a chatzar. I'm selling it to you as a chatzar. The Kedusha transfers to the money. Whatever he wants, he can do. Because once the sale is complete, the Kedusha does leave the basic Knesset, and the Lekeach can do whatever he wants with it. So according to the Chachamim, as he sold it, the Lekeach can't do a Dabram of Vuzah with it. According to Yehuda, he could, as long as it wasn't sold for that purpose. Now, the Gemara wants to know, Rabbi Meir, Heichi Dairiba, according to Meir, that you only sold it out tonight. How could the people that bought the shul live in it, use it as a shul? What's the issue? It's like ribis. Why is it like ribis? The reason why it's like ribis is because if, let's say, today the uh, the purchasers gave money towards the shul, they then take over the shul, they take possession, they use the shul for two years. After two years, the sellers say, we want the shul back. So what's going to happen? The sellers are going to return the money to the purchasers. It turns out that that money was on loan from the purchasers to the sellers for two years and in the meantime the purchasers used the shul for two years so not only did they get their money back after two years they had usage of the shul for two years after gribbets so i'm rabbi ochelan rabbi ochelan says rabbi meir rabbi meir who allows this the sheet is he said it according to the sheet of Yehuda, who would allow it why would he allow it the amar he says one side of ribbis is mother meaning if there's two possibilities one possibility that it would end up being ribbis but there's another possibility that it won't end up being ribbis that's okay now here, there's a possibility it won't end up being ribbons because if the sellers never want to rebuy, want to, want to, never want to buy it back, so then it turns out that the money wasn't a loan; it was actually a purchase, and it belonged to the purchasers, and they were living in their own shul. It's true that if the sellers want to buy it back, then it would turn out that all that usage was considered ribbons. But since it doesn't necessarily have to turn out that way, there's a tzadachad where there's ribbons, and there's a tzadachad that's not ribbons. That's what there. The time we see this in the brayz, it says in the brayz, "Harishay neishah b'charavana." Ruvain was owed amana. By Shimon. Okay? Shimon owes money to Ruvain. Shimon didn't have the money to pay to Ruvain. So what Shimon did is he gave a sada that was worth the mana to Ruvain. He sold it to him. Now the money would be the money that Shimon owed to Ruvain. That would be payment for the sada. In other words, Shimon wouldn't have to pay the money to Ruvain ever. I'll just give him the sada in exchange as uh, and the money that he received from Ruvain would be the payment for that sada. Now Shimon doesn't want to do this necessarily. He does it because he's stuck. But he said, listen, give me a year or two to pay you back the, the mana that I owe you. If I pay you back the mana, then you'll give me back the sada. If I don't ever pay you back the mana, then let the sada now be sold to you. So in such a case, the Paris, as if during this whatever year or two period, until we see if Shimon will come up with the money to pay for it, if he's going to be the one, Shimon, the mocher is going to be the one to eat the Paris, then it's fine, no problem with that. Basically, he just gave the field as collateral, a security to Ruvain. But uh, nothing happened. But if but if Reuben would eat the Paris all along, if for those two years Reuben's gonna eat the Paris, what's gonna happen if after two years Shimon decides to pay back the mana? Then he's gonna pay back the mana, he's gonna get his field back. But in the meantime, Reuben was eating all those Paris. So Reuben a few years back gave a loan of a mana. Now a few years later he received his mana back, plus he had a couple years of Achilles Paris Minnesota, that's Rivers. And Tanakam holds that's also who's the Omer, no, if you look at Paris Mutter, even if Lukeh would be Paris during that time it's Mutter. Why? That's sad. Echa bribis. 
that it must be allowed because Tanech of Rimes is not there. Armel has had them, you got the story wrong. Misham Rai, for bringing you right from there, it's not what happened. Meicher Eichel Peres Hai. There, the Meicher was the one who ate the Peres the whole time. Well, okay. All right. If it's like that, then there's no Raya. Now, anyway, what's the Machlag? It's my Vinayu. What's the Machlag between them? Tanech of Rimes Yikumina. That's the Machlag. That's enough Gumina. Marasavar Tanech of Rimes Mutter. Yuda holds Tanech of Rimes Mutter, and it's fine. And Marasavar Tanech of Rimes Asser. Now, Rava Amar, Rava said a different shot. No, that's not the Machlag. It's the Kuli Alma Tanech of Rimes Asser. If that would be the case, like he described it. That after the two years, if Shimon decides to pay back the mana and uh, Reuben keeps all the pairs from the two years, that of course will be Asr, even according to Yehuda. So why is Yehuda saying that it's a mutter? The question here is of course, after two years, Reuben, if he ends up receiving the payment for the, the hundred the mana, then he will give back the uh, sada and he will also give back the pairs that he ate all that time. So what's the shaila? He took ribis initially, almanas lahachzir. If it ends up being ribis, that's the shaila. Can you take ribis almanas lahachzir? According to Biyachin, tanecha ribis is mutter. According to Rava, tanecha ribis, even according to Yehuda, is aser. The shaila is ribis almanas lahachzir. Now the Gemara goes right to mechachami. I mean, Biyachin was saying when mechachami said in the Mishnah, you can tell a shul mukar olam. You don't have to have an escape clause that you can buy it back whenever you want, as long as the purchaser doesn't do with it these dvarim bevuzim. Can use it for a bathhouse, for a tannery, for a mikvah, or for uh, for laundry, or for a year and up. I'm reading from Shmuel. Mutter la'adam lahashdin ma'ayim betok la'amish al It's mutter for a person to urinate four amos within four amos of where he davened. Right, a person davens from an esrei in the in the street. He's allowed to urinate there afterwards. I'm Rav Yisrael. My commandment was the chiddush. In other words, there's a havamina. That a place where a person davens has kedusha forever. Tanina, the Mishnah about him says not like that because the Mishnah says Rabbi Yehuda Omer. Rabbi Yehuda says mochin osa l'shum chatzer. The seller is held at l'shum chatzer. Lokeach once he has and the purchaser can do there whatever he wants. Even Rabbanan only say that you can't do things there that are that are the when the when it's a knesses. That was kavua, and kedusha was kavua there. So they hold that to a certain extent, it, it remains at least to the to the point that you can't do the in there. But the dalad where a person davened one time, to look kedusha side, there's no kavias to that kedusha. Well, of course the kedusha will be. So that's them. It's a never pasha. You wouldn't even need money to take the kedusha away. Kedusha is not such a simple thing to to, to keep in a place. The kedusha leaves. Alright, says in Gemara, Tani Tanakim the Tana, the one who taught the Brises, taught the Brises before of Nachman. Hamisvalo, Marachik Dalad Amosumashin. The person davens, so after he finishes davening, he has to distance, distance himself four Amos from where he davened, and then he could urinate. Hamashin, if a person urinates, Marachik Dalad Amosumispalo, he has to distance himself four Amos from where he urinated to daven. So Rav Nachman said, So the second thing you said, so when a person urinates, he has to move the Alamas away to Davin. That makes sense. Of course you have to. Tanina, it's Mishnah. How much does a person have to, dis- has to have to distance himself from urine and from Tzoa? Alamas. All right. So you have to distance yourself. You can't Davin close to these things. Alamas, follow. But that which you said, when a person Davins, he has to move four Alamas away before he urinates. Why? Alamas. Yeah, if you're going to say that, that means you're saying that where a person Davin says, Kedusha, all of the Pass all the roads in Arda. You know, people at one time or another dive in everywhere. So Tani Yasha. So rather say 
Not that he has to move away, but he has to wait. The Rav Nachman says, or the Tana, I'm not sure if it was Rav Nachman, the Tana said that really it's not that you have to move away, Dalad Amas. There's no kedusha in the place, but you have to wait, Dalad Amas. Why? So if we're going to say Yasha, so now we have to understand the Brisa that way. Bishlam of the first part of the Brisa that says Mashtin, sorry, the second part of the Brisa that says Mashtin Yasha after a person urinates. He should wait, Kedeh of Dalad Amas. Mishim Nizotis is because, even if there's no paddle there, you know, let's say he urinated into a toilet, into a, into a stream of water. There's no issue inside the urine, it's gone. But you have to wait because there might be something dripping out a little bit. And even with that little bit dripping out, it's a problem to daven. So you wait until the last drops are gone. But after a person davens, Yasha, he has to wait. Why does he have to wait four hours after he finishes davening? There's no kedusha to the place. Amr Ravashi. So Ravashi explains Pasha. It's called Daud Amis because for the time it takes to walk Daud Amis after a person finishes davening, he just finished seconds ago. His tefila is still arranged in his mouth. His lips are uh, are muttering. In other words, the person is likely to be actually saying the words of tefila, repeating the last few words. This is on his mind and on his lips, and therefore he'll end up urinating while he's saying words of tefila. And of course, that's asas. You wait Daud Amis until. That stops, and then it's Moshe. The Gemara says, Zalfan, Simon is a Simon, Zion, Lamed, Feinun. We'll see it's a Simon to the next four pieces of Gemara. Shoalu, Talmidus, Abizaki, the Talmidim Master, Abizaki, that's the Zion. In what Zuchus did you live to a long, uh, did you live to a ripe old age? Amami told him, I never urinated within the Aramis of Tvila, even though we said that there's no Kedusha there, he was Machmer. Not to be mashed in within four hours of where he davened. I never gave a name, a nickname, a short name, something derogatory or, uh, or whatever. My friend, I called him respectfully by his full name. I never was with Kiddush Hayom, meaning I always made Kiddush with wine. I went to great lengths to ensure I would have wine. Ima Zakein Haisi had an old mother. One time she sold the scarf that she had wrapped around her head. And she brought me Kiddush Hayom. It was mostly nefesh for me to bring me Kiddush Hayom. I presume she found some other way of covering her hair afterwards, or the scarf wasn't covering her hair altogether. Us, so then, Tan the Baisa says, Kishimesa, when his mother died, he and she left over for him 300 barrels of wine. I guess that was payment for her mysterious nefesh, that her son should have wine. And Kishimesa, when he died, and he was mostly nefesh all of his life, to have wine for Kiddush, he left over to his sons, Shleishas, Alafim, Garayayin, 3,000 barrels of wine, Mida, Kenegad, Mida. Ravuna, Havu, Asa, Rita, the Gemara brings another Maisa. Ravuna was once tying, was once wearing a, another uh, Asmin, he was tied up, he was wearing a belt of Rita, Rita's Gami, some kind of, uh, you know, a long reed, of, and he was not wearing his, uh, you know, his fancy belt. The Kai Kamei Ravun is standing before Ravun, Ravun said to him, my high, what's this? What are you wearing? Amalei told him, "Lehavali kedusha." I didn't have wine for kiddush. and I gave my belt as collateral, and with the money that I received, I brought wine for kiddush. Amalei, so Rav said, "So Rav said to Ravuni, your soul was in Ephesus kiddush. Yeah, Rav, you outside the Tatum Bishoy. You should be covered with silks. Now you're wearing this reed belt. You should be zelchet to be wearing finest clothes. In other words, you should be able to afford it." Kichol Rav, when Rav, the son, Ravuni got married. So Ravuni in his was a short man. And Gana Apoya, he was lying in a bed, he was sleeping somewhere in the wedding, after the wedding, Asian Bante, so his daughters came, the Colossi and his daughters-in-law. Shaulchan Vishadim and they removed and threw on him the clothing that they wore during the day. I lay on top of him. I had to eat until he was completely clothed, covered with silk. So they were wearing the finest clothes. I guess he paid for it. 
That means he could afford that at that point in time. And Ravuna was lying there covered in all the finest silks that he could afford. And that was a kiyum of the bracha of Rav, Shama Rav. So Rav heard that his bracha was Niskayim Vikud and he became Akbar. Amar, he said to Ravuna, my time, why didn't you tell me, when I gave you the bracha, if you would have said to me, so the bracha would have been Niskayim in me, just like it was Niskayim in you.